Wake up. Alicia Bell is the founder of BLXVC, an angel syndicate of moms mobilizing money for black and brown women entrepreneurs. She's the deal flow lead for Pipeline Angels, a network of women and femmes. Alicia also advises the PayPal Ventures Black Lives Matter Fund and serves on the board for Black Girl Ventures. For more details, go to www.leishabell.com. Hello, my name is Billy Bell. I'm from Oklahoma originally, living in Los Angeles. I have four daughters and one son. And uh, I have a business in LA for 23 years, and I have a postal worker and a veteran. Hello, and welcome to Sisters with Ventures, the podcast where we amplify black and brown women who are angel investors. On this show, we will explore what is angel investing, how to become one, and why would you want to be one? We will discuss how the most marginalized women persevered to the very top of the investing spectrum. Whether you're making money moves or barely making money, listen up. I'm your host, Lee Chabelle, co-founder of BLXVC, an angel syndicate run by Black and Latinx women who are on a mission to represent ourselves and claim our seats on cap tables. Stay tuned. Welcome to a very special edition of Sisters with Ventures. I am Leisha Bell, and I'm amplifying BIPOC women angel investing. And today, we have a very special guest who Sisters with Ventures would not be possible without, and is my very own father, Billy Wayne Bell. Daddy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to the show. <laughs> so... Why that was important to have my dad on the show is my dad is an entrepreneur and during the 80s, early 90s, had a very successful franchise of gas stations we call Bell Shell. And it is the 30th anniversary of the LA riots, which the gas station was a very central part of that epicenter. Right, sure was. Located on the corner of Western and Florence. Yes, yes, that's correct. So why don't you tell us about how Bell Shell came to be? Well, Bell Shell came to be because of, we had an uncle mm-hmm. that started a civilization business back in the day. And his nephews mm-hmm. uh, kept it going with franchise with Shell Oil. So... That franchise lasted to like 90s, in the late 90s, 96. And uh, but during the time, we had a lot of, you know, we had disturbance. You know, Rodney King was killed and, I mean, were beaten and route and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was Shell Station's uh, last black leaders that born in America, of course, that threw it during that time. So tell me what Bell Shell was like. It was a family. It was a family business, cousins, brothers, and 
So like the nephews of the Uncle Douglas Bell, which started the Bell Shell. So was happy. We was all family, and we enjoyed working with each other. So I recall working at Bell Shell on the weekends. Yes, yeah, a little, little As a little girl, uh, no bell could escape not working at Bell Shell, and I think you paid me in cheeseburgers and candy. Well, you gotta have plenty of candy. <laughs> So I recall, like, mind you, I was like under 10 and I can tell you all the cigarette collections, like oh, cool 100s. I can tell oh. you all zigzags, yeah. condoms. Yeah. I yeah. sold it all. Yeah. Like there was. <laughs> you didn't know quite what you were selling. But I, you, I didn't know what I was selling, but I was selling it Yeah, at a very young age. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I recall the place being a place of community. Right. Right, everybody knew everybody's name. A lot of my customers knew their name, that's correct. And we had like crackheads and prostitutes, and there was all community. Like, it was a community, yes. Everybody was there. So let's go back 30 years ago. Okay. And to April 1992, when the first videotaping of a LAPD beating of Rodney King's surface. What do you recall of that moment? Well, I recall, just like everyone else in the community, I had seen the video and I was very disturbed about it. And so was my friends and people in the community. And I could see the angry buildup. So by me having a service station, I was able to discuss issues with different politicians and different people just in general, customers, and they were very disturbed about that video. So what happened once they announced the verdict? We all saw the video. Obviously, this man was beaten horrifically by several LAP officers, and then we had the trial, and essentially not guilty. (laughs) And that's when the city erupted. Well, yes, we was uh, at service stations. My brothers and my cousins were all with, that was in the Shell service station business at the time. We had kind of thought that it was going to go negative for the community. So we kind of prepared for it as much as possible. We stocked our gas supplies at our service station, and it came in useful to the community because the community had somewhere they could come and buy gas. And that they wasn't angry at the person like me, you know, having the service station open and mostly 24 hours and they yeah. could buy gas. They liked that part, yeah. So tell me what happened in the weeks of the riot. What did you see? How did people feel? What was the reaction? The reaction was different between a lot of people. Yeah. We had people that was angry about the Rodney King, but we also had people who were angry about other incidents that happened in the community and police and didn't feel that they got justice through the justice system. And so it was all building up for maybe a couple of years there. So after the verdict came out, Rodney King, first verdict, well, young people, you know, in their 30s or whatever, they were very angry and basically started out on Normandy, which was about 
a mile from where my station was, mm-hmm. normally in France. And then it worked their way out and up to my way. But my station began to sell gas a little more than normal. And we had a lot of customers coming in buying gas, disgusting, very disgusted with the verdict. So we had maintained uh, gas supply for people that really needed to go to work the next day. But meantime, at nighttime, it, things kind of got a little quiet. So when uh station wanted interviews from different people, and I was one of the people they wanted to interview, mm-hmm. I had my station open. and Because uh, other businesses were shutting down. Other businesses were closed. Some businesses were getting burned. And so my business was still standing, and they wanted to interview me for about the verdict. And so I gave them what I thought was the verdict, but how the community was feeling about the verdict. So some people liked it, and some people didn't, but, but I gave them what I thought. What was that? Well, I let them know that the way I felt first, and the way I was expressing this, people had discussed what they felt was angry, and they were hoping to get justice sooner or later. That's what they really wanted. So they wanted justice, and I think that they had announced they're going to retry the police officer. I think the town, the city of L.A., wouldn't have got burnt as bad as it did. Yeah. So the gas station was surrounded by Asian businesses, right? We were diverse. We had Asian businesses. We had mostly Black and Asians at that time, yes. Did you notice any different treatment between the Black-owned businesses and the the Asian-owned businesses? Well, the Asian businesses came in. People were disgusted with them because they had killed a young girl, a 13-year-old. I think it was a bottle of orange juice. Yes. And I think people hadn't forgot that, so... Yes. And so I think that one of the people that they hadn't forgot, so that made them a little more angry. And then when they beat Rodney King, they just exploded. So, Yeah. I think it's important to note that there had been continuous violence against Black people in the city of L.A. for a long time. This is not new. It's home of the Watts riots in the 60s. And it's this continuous advocacy of Black people in this city for basic rights. And it was just so incredible now that we have social media. Everybody has a phone, but this is really rare to have this recorded and everyone to watch and see and still, you know, like no prosecution of of what happened. And I will put in the show notes about that 13-year-old little girl that was killed that was huge in Los Angeles area and caused outrage all over because she just wanted some juice. And it was very tragic. And so you have this community that's hurting and that these emotions are really bubbling up. So I was 12 at the time and I was very fearful for your safety and your life because if you know anything about South Central these yeah. are just blocks. There's yeah. a few blocks, you know, yeah. between fires and looting. And yeah. this is like yeah. the epicenter of what was going on. Yeah, but I didn't carry much fear in my heart at that time. Uh, I was I always thought that, you know, I would be safe. And uh, so I didn't stress out about 
the route too much because I figured people were angry for a reason. And so I thought that, you know, if we could, if I could get some points over talking to my customers and the people who are buying gas during time of stress and anger, I figured that I could save some business from being burnt, you know, because uh, we needed stores in the community. We had been burnt out before. And uh, so I tried to make sure at least the community that I was close to, the stores that were close to my business, I could save. And I did save a few. And that was very helpful to the, my part of it. And how did you do that? Well, we had people that were angry and about doing. And they want to go in. I had some Asian stores near me. And so I asked them, you know, nice and just as and said, this is not the store you want to burn and you should burn. And I had discussed that this, the, the people that store that they wanted to burn were very, you know, nice people. So yeah. they kind of believed me and they looted, but they didn't burn. The store owners were very happy behind that. Yeah. So what happened after the riots? Well, what happened after the riot is that so many businesses and people had lost their jobs behind the businesses that were burnt out stores, you know, other type of business and it affected a lot of the community. Yeah. With their jobs and everything. And then people began to move closer, the community started changing, getting less diverse mm-hmm. in different cultures. So Gentrification uh, happened. And, and people began to feel that they turned to violence and wanted to rob, and it got a little worse. But still, it was a good location, good community. People was good, and they were faithful to the business they had did, you know, traded with for quite a few years, some of them for two generations. Yeah. So Bell Shell no longer exists. Do you want to talk about what happened to Bell Shell and what's on that corner today? Well, yeah, they have a, uh, after the route, during the route, after the route, about five, six years into the route, the companies began to invest in other things such as stock and different type of markets. And they wanted the land. They want to sell land, cut stations down from three stations in a mile radius to maybe one station. So Bell Shell was one of them that they were going to one day they're going to sell the land and recoup the money. And so my brothers, that cousins that were working at the station, they up in the age, so they decided to retire. And so I decided to move to a different place, such as the U.S. Postal Service. I did 21 years at the Postal Service. I had already did 23 at the Shell. Yeah. The Shell gas station. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to note, and I'm just learning this story, Daddy, but... Not surprised when you look at the lack of gas stations and grocery markets in these, um, I would assume it's a red light community, <laughs> that there's not enough access to basic human needs and these corporations design it that way. Like, <laughs> that is the unfortunate part. And, you know, these people are vital South Central is vital to the city of Los Angeles. The people who live there are vital to Los Angeles and support the city in such meaningful ways. And you think about a deprived community that doesn't have that. If you look at other parts of LA, particularly West LA, (laughs) doesn't have this problem. It's definitely by marginalized communities. And so I think that's very interesting about 
that point. Yeah, well, the community is now they call it South Central or whatever. It's rich in property. The property is so valuable. Uh, we only a few miles from the beach. Climate is averaging 75 to 80 some degrees. Yep. Uh, almost all doing year round. So that became noticeable. Uh, yeah. You know, after the route, then you had more investors. Instead of being 10 investors, be one billionaire investor. So eliminate a lot of the middlemen that have hard working uh, yeah. businesses, entrepreneurs. And so yeah. that's what happened with the South Central. Although the property is still valuable, a lot, still of people, valuable. a lot of people want to move there, near there. So, yeah, that's what happened to the investors. They just. So. Anything else you'd like to share, Mr. Bell? Well, yeah, I think that uh, it's good to be celebrating the verdict. I think the verdict should be celebrated because that was eventually justice. Yeah. And I think we made progress since yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, so I think that even my neighbor, Inglewood, they're very prosperous now. So. Yes, home uh, of the SoFi Stadium. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I think the generations, the next generation, can really have something to pick up and run with the, and to make a living and you know to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. So I want to thank you, Daddy. Okay. For coming on my show You're today. Welcome. You're welcome. And being my source of inspiration, and Bell Shell is the reason that. I went to study business. Belshell, the one that sent you to you. Sent you it to sent USC. me to USC. Belshell uh, sent me to USC. USC. Belshell taught me how to count money. Uh, oh, Belshell yeah. taught me about credit card transactions. Oh, yeah. How to treat customers. How to treat customers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I'm a payments professional. Oh, yeah. Now, and why I believe investing in the community right. and small business. That's small business in the community. That's where people that you see now that are billionaires. Yeah. They got their money through small people, small businesses. Yes. And were successful. Yes. Some people didn't have the same opportunity. And I think that's the story of Bell Shell is that, you know, the change that happened in LA. And essentially, I don't think we ever answered this, but it's now a fast food restaurant. That sits on the corner of Western Florence. Uh, yeah, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. South Central doesn't need any more fast food restaurants. Let's be honest. So that's definitely disappointing. Fast food restaurants are not utility like gas and grocery. And that is definitely disappointing. But LA, the people in the City of Angels are strong. And yeah. Billy Bell pivoted to his career at the post office and his family. Uh, U.S. Postal yeah. Service. I think U.S. Postal Service was preparing me for a retirement, and that was the advantage of the U.S. Postal Service. That was yeah, we, yeah. Guys, but benefits and stuff preparing for my retirement. But I also did four years in the Air Force. Yes, veterans. Let's hear for veterans. Yeah, for veterans. I was in the fire department, so uh, yeah, you got to get shout out to the veterans. Then, yeah, I love veterans. So that's our show today. It's a very special edition of Sister with Ventures. 
Obviously, my daddy is not a sense of adventures, but he's a man of adventures, and he's my daddy, uh, an ally of the show. And so it's pertinent to talk about, in the aftermath of the L.A. riots of 30 years ago, George Floyd was two years ago, that we have social unrest here, and we've made progress, and we need to make more progress in supporting our Black businesses, our entrepreneurs, are people who provide utility to community is very important. My dad is retired. He's done his part. And it's now time for the rest of us to pick up the weight and carry it along. So, Mr. Billy Bell, it's been an honor. Daddy, thank you for joining my show today. I love you very much. I love you too. And remember to communicate, communicate, communicate. (laughs) And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the show. Please subscribe, tell a friend, check us out, let the world know. You can find out more information about this podcast at LeeChabelle.com. And remember, be an angel, invest.